0: values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, Kind of a breaking news story. I'm looking at the Fox News website. According to Fox News, the FBI sees classified records from Mar-a-Lago during the search of the Trump residence. According to the property receipt reviewed by Fox News, FBI agents took approximately 20 boxes of items from the premises. Um, Just reading through this, because I'm just seeing this myself for the first time, the locations to be searched included the 45 office, all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by the former president of the United States and his staff in which boxes or documents could be stored including all structures or buildings on the estate, uh, the warrant states, But it did not give authority to agents to search areas being occupied by Mar-a-Lago members or not used by Trump and staff. It gave them the authority to seize all physical documents and records constituting uh, uh, yeah, constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime or other items illegally possessed in violation of U.S. code. According to the property receipt reviewed by Fox News, the FBI agents took approximately 20 boxes of items from the premises, including one set of documents marked as various classified T.S. SCI documents, Rich reverse T.S. means top secret And SEI is sensitive information. Um, So they also listed a leather-bound book of documents, binders of photos, handwritten notes, miscellaneous documents, miscellaneous top secret documents, miscellaneous confidential documents, and others. Um, The former president – I'm reading from the story. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just reading key parts of it. uh, And his team are disputing the classification, believe the information and records to have been declassified. Uh, the Attorney general made his comments the other day um, in the statement president former president Trump uh called it uh, called for the immediate release of the warrant and property receipt. Not only will I not oppose the release of documents related to the un-American, unwarranted and unnecessary raid and breaking of my home in Palm Beach, um, I am going a step further by encouraging the immediate release of those documents, even though they've been drawn up by radical left Democrats and possible future po- political opponents who have a strong and powerful vested interest in attacking me, much as they have done for the last six years. So that's what we know now, um, and so we, we now know that they've taken documents. What those documents are, we don't know, um, and we'll find out. The American people are going to judge ultimately, in the end, whether or not these documents constituted the you know a, a, a need to go into the the former president's home without without him there when they could have been subpoenaed. Did they need to go arm to the teeth and go into that that property? That's the big question. And how the American people feel about it is in the end, I think, is going to depend on why they did it and what they found. Um, we know that they've had meetings in the past where documents were gone through, but with federal agents and with lawyers from the Trump team, and they were taking documents in which they wanted Um there is there does seem to be in my mind um, and maybe it's because of my political leanings that there are there are some double standards in the way things have been handled in the past. I know not everything is apples to apples, but when Hillary Clinton was being investigated, they scrubbed a server. She was never arrested for that. They scrubbed a server to get rid of information. Part of that server was rebuilt over time, but it took a very long time and not everything was recovered. There was never an arrest, never mind a raid on a house for this, for any of that. And so this is where I'm not I'm not saying one is worse than the other. Uh, What I'm saying is when you have a former president of the United States who they take 15 or 20 boxes out or you have a server where when they they are ordered to turn it over has been completely scrubbed by a company before given back. Here would have been the the equation or the the uh, equal uh, thing to this if they subpoenaed President Trump instead of going to his home. And President Trump shredded all of those documents. That's the same thing that Hillary Clinton did. She did it digitally. He had boxes of actual documents. So when you see what's happening, you understand that there are some people that are looking at this and say, they just really hate that guy. And that doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong. We don't know that yet. But you must really hate that guy to do it the way you're doing it. And that's where people are right now in this battlefield. I'm updating you on the information as I get it. I'm reserving any judgment. I have not defended Donald Trump as innocent. I'm not defending him as innocent. But I'm also not going to give up and say, wait a minute, they they were justified in their motives. These were pure-hearted people that are strictly following the law. Donald Trump doesn't like Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland doesn't like Donald Trump. We also know that the Justice Department was roundly criticized by the FISA court. For the way they handled the investigation, whether it was the Mueller report or the dossier or otherwise, that they gave false information. Members of federal agents gave false information to a FISA court to obtain a warrant to surveil Americans. We know that that happened. So there is a history, at least, of this happening. So I'm not going to fold and say what they did here was the right and honorable and good thing to do because I can't trust them either. But I also don't know that the former president didn't have documents that were sensitive that he wasn't supposed to have anymore. I have a little bit of insight into how these documents are handled only because I have friends who have handled top secret documents. That that was a part of their careers, not just a small part of what they did. It was a part of their career. The way it used to be done when you have documents, you don't take them out of the room. You have a room called the SCIF. It is where where, uh, classified documents, sensitive and classified documents are held. And you don't, just because you have a top clearance, just because you have a security clearance and you have access to that room, it's not like a library, you know what I mean? You don't just walk in and grab a file and start reading because it, you have access to the room. When you get notification that there are specific documents for you to view, you go into that room and you have to leave all recording equipment outside. All of it has to remain outside. Just taking your phone or, or any recording equipment in is a violation of the law, even if you don't use it. You read the documents that pertain to you only. You commit it to memory, whatever. But you cannot take that document out of that room. So whether you do it digitally through emails, like Hillary Clinton did, or you do it by taking paper out, which may have happened here, it's against the law. If you scrub a server, if you wipe a server, it's the same as putting the documents in a shredder. There is no difference. And so I don't necessarily know what to believe from either side. So I'm going to reserve judgment. And there are a lot of people on both sides jumping to big conclusions, major conclusions. And until we have more information, we can't. Of course you're going to hear from the DOJ and from the FBI that they seized documents that were necessary and classified documents. That's What do you think they're going to say? No, we went in there and rifled around and found nothing. The American people are going to need to know. They're not going to be able to see the documents in some cases that are classified. But they're going to have to do that. All right, coming up in a minute, um, what we're going to do is we are going to play a game we call Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time. It's coming up in just a few moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Been a crazy news week. Let's get you caught up on the daily headlines. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Yesterday, a Washington Post
1: report gave us an idea of what FBI agents were searching for at Mar-a-Lago.
0: Classified documents related to nuclear weapons were among the items agents sought, but Trump has denied having those kinds of documents.
1: Are you concerned that there may be documents of this nature at Mar-a-Lago?
0: I, I don't know. Again, the, the guy that did this report said that they had no idea if it pertained to research, if it pertained to our nuclear arsenal, a foreign country's nuclear arsenal. They had no idea. They were just told that it had to do with nuclear weapons. So I have no idea if it's something to be concerned about again i don't want to believe the headlines without reading the story i don't want to jump to conclusions so i'm a in wait and see mode until we learn more about what those documents actually are and how serious they were and if they are serious then there's going to be some accountability
1: Governor Abbott's office confirmed that migrants sign a voluntary consent form before getting on buses. But co-executive director of American Gateways, Edna Yang, says it's still irresponsible. Saying to individuals, sign these documents and we'll take you to another place doesn't really solve the problem. And it doesn't really help any of our communities. Is there a better solution than these buses?
0: No, no I'll tell you there is no better solution than these because what's happening now is the nation is talking about the southern border. We're going to talk more about the breaking news we just heard just a few moments ago and how this is going to play a role in it. But this is a federal government issue and the federal government's doing nothing. And now you have two prominent Democrat mayors that are talking about how serious the issue is. That's a step in the right direction. Now let's get people together to act. So before people were being forced on buses and now even though they're not being forced it's still not a good thing. Well it's not a good thing because it defeats your political leanings but something needs to be done and this is putting a spotlight on it where it belongs. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines.
1: Food prices are up 13% from last year, the largest increase since 1979, and it's hitting families hard.
0: The average American household makes about $65,000 a year, so uh, that's a, a very significant hit to income.
1: Can the government do something to alleviate these burdens?
0: I think that there needs to be a concerted effort on a lot of different fronts. We know that part of the food shortage that's happening right now is because of the wheat growth in the area of Ukraine and Russia and the war that's battling on there. And they've finally been able to get some uh, wheat out of those areas, get some grain out of those areas, so that we can start alleviating some of these food shortages. But a lot more needed to be done with supply chain issues. We need to do a lot of things. When you're talking about greenhouse gases, you've got to do a lot more to help out farmers and ranchers. There are some things that can be done by our government to alleviate some of the pressures of pricing and those things all need to be done to try to drop some of these prices and it needs to be done a lot more quickly than it's being done
1: the nfl preseason has begun so here in the valley we'll hopefully be hearing a lot more of this
0: he talks he runs at the five and he heads to the corner and he's into the end zone for the touchdown on third down and goal from the nine it's a touchdown run by tyler how do you expect the Cardinals to do this season? Oh, I'm so worried. I am so worried. <laughs> I'm a season ticket holder. I, I I will say this about the Cardinals. I think they have all the tools to be a very, very good team. Uh, my concern is about focus. They've had some off-season issues that always concern me. Contract issues with Kyler Murray, some legal issues with other players and uh, coaches. And I think that when you have distractions like this, sometimes that's a symptom of a lack of discipline within the organization. I'm not saying that that's the case but it certainly makes me a little bit of a little bit concerned about how good they're going to be because this is an this is a league that means you have to be laser focused week in and week out and it's a game of inches man wins and losses in the nfl from a team that's never going to the playoffs to a team that wins at all there isn't that much of a difference so focus matters all right, that's did you hear this for this week? Good job, Julia, as always. And uh, and uh, by the way, that story about immigration that was that we had today about the waivers that were being signed, Julie is the one that kind of got that story in this building before anybody else had it. So, congratulations, Julia. That was great. Um, we're going to keep you informed on these things as they move forward. What I want to talk about in a few moments, we're going to talk about immigration, but the breaking news story that's going on. This is an issue. That needs attention. The, the distractions from the issue are what bother me more than anything else. So here it is. And this is human nature. This isn't the Democrats that do this or the Republicans that do this. It's human nature. When you can't go after the message, you go after the messenger. Well, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And so uh, is it right or wrong? You want to argue about who says it, argue about who says it. That means you can't defeat the message. You're going after the messenger. So in this case, you've got the mayor of New York who continues to scream and yell about the administration, especially about the Abbott administration, because it's Texas that's sending people to New York. So he goes after the character of the governor of New York. He says they're being forced on buses, inhumane treatment. So the, the governor of Texas says, hang on a minute. Hang on just one minute. What I did, what I did was we're asking people, members of the media went to New York and asked people getting off buses, were you tricked into coming here? No, they asked for volunteers. We volunteered. They gave us a free ticket to come here. We didn't have the money. Some people have money to fly wherever they want. We didn't. Now we're in New York. Now we'll figure out where we're going to go next. Governor Abbott put out these waivers. So wait a minute. We asked people to volunteer. They signed the waivers. Now the insinuation that they're being forced to sign the waivers. Well, you can keep going after the messenger. But the message is important. So what we're going to do is talk about what now Arizona specifically is doing to try to alleviate this problem. And will it have an impact? All that's coming up next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. If you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, please do it. Very simple to do on any device that you have. Never miss a minute of the show again. Listen at your convenience. And this week, the podcast is brought to you by my good friend, Carol Royce, Carol Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home by going to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. All right, we broke the news here at KTAR News. Another reason to download that KTAR News app. You would have been notified about this had you had the app downloaded on your devices. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey issued an executive order Friday to fill out nearly a quarter of a mile of gaps in the border wall on federal land near Yuma with shipping containers. Uh, Ducey's office said that the Biden administration decision on Tuesday to end the Remain in Mexico policy, the Trump era action, um, was the reason behind the move. Construction on the 1000 feet of gaps began at 9 a.m. and will be funded with six million dollars from the fiscal year of 2023 state budget. So here is the question on this. And it is truly a question. It's just to ponder. Ponder. For the fiscal conservatives in Arizona, is this a good expenditure? And it's a valid question. Uh, do we know it needs to be done? Absolutely. Is it our job? Nope, sure isn't. So is the need bigger? Then the expense, because all of us that are fiscal conservatives, myself included, would say spending six million dollars on something that's not our job to spend money on. Is that what we are supposed to do with state funds? Uh, that's the question. The other side of the aisle would say, if you're going to spend six million dollars on this, why don't you put it in education? Why don't you put it in this? Why don't you put So that argument's there. And I will say to you that to the victor go the spoils. The Republicans control the legislature. The Republicans control the governor's office. The control. The Republicans control the purse strings. I think this is a necessary thing to do. I think we've seen how many Fentanyl pills are crossing our border. If we can get rid of some of these big gaps in the in the border fence, I think it's a good thing. The question is for fiscal conservatives, is this it's six million dollars. Now, as I just said to somebody else I was talking about this, it's still cheaper than light rail, Um, and we can get into that conversation. But the immigration question here, the, the things that we talk about in Arizona and the things that we talk about in Texas are different than other parts of the country. They are being affected, but not the way we are. When you have law enforcement, local law enforcement is overwhelmed and outgunned. I want to explain a scenario to you that is real, that if you don't know this exists, it's because you don't hear it often enough. We know that police departments do surveillance on criminal a syndicate's criminal behavior. You know, undercover officers are doing surveillance when they think crimes are going to happen, and they do surveillance and intelligence gathering all the time. Do you realize that the cartels are so sophisticated in their drug running into Arizona and their human trafficking in Arizona that they do a better job of surveillance on American law enforcement than we are able to do on them sometimes. Do you know that that's the case? Do you know that in areas of Pinal County, it's a place called Vico Valley, that they have lookouts on the mountaintops? And they have two purposes. Number one is to watch law enforcement. And the other is to watch rival cartels. Because sometimes they're guiding their members of cartels to rob rival cartels or they're warning them that a robbery or a a rip crew is coming their way. The other strange thing about this is federal law enforcement and local law enforcement will tell you that you can be somewhere surveilling and waiting and trying to catch people either trafficking drugs or human beings. And if you're listening to radio chatter, you can hear them talk about you. You are listening to the cartels surveil you. They are pointing out the locations to the cartels and other members where law enforcement is. Now, that's scary to me. So sealing off these gaps in the border, trying to choke off some of their sources of revenue, whether it's drugs or human beings, making it more difficult for them to accomplish these goals is what I believe is absolutely necessary. Is this going to solve the problem? No. No. And when that happens, you say, well, it's not solving anything. No, but it is a step in the right direction. It is sending a message. Is it the responsibility of the Arizona state government? And the answer is it absolutely is not. It is not our responsibility. But does that mean that just because it's not our responsibility, if we can legally do something, let's do it. There was a big battle over immigration back during the Obama administration, back when Joe Arpaio was the sheriff of Maricopa County, where you know that local law enforcement for years and years and years had been trained and had been enforcing immigration laws. Um, there was a time that the Phoenix Police Department, and it's not that long ago, that the Phoenix Police Department's radio frequencies were monitored by the Border Patrol. And if a Phoenix police officer came in contact with someone that didn't speak English, and they didn't speak Spanish, the officer didn't speak Spanish. Many times they would call in somebody from the border patrol to be an interpreter, or if there was somebody that they believed was in the country illegally and it was a it was a an immigration issue that was here, they would call them on the radio. The border patrol would come and they would deal with the situation, take someone into custody, take over an investigation, whatever was necessary. There was that kind of uh, relationship that was happening. A lot of those relationships fell apart back then during the Obama administration, and a lot of it had to do with Joe Arpaio running the sheriff's office. And finally, what was taken was their ability to enforce immigration laws was taken from them by the federal government. Now, there were some people that agreed with that, but I will tell you that doing that limits local law enforcement and what they are able to do legally. This is not about necessarily what Arizona is legally able to do. It's are they obligated to? Is this so bad down there that it needs to be done? I guarantee you the people in Yuma are pretty happy about it. I guarantee you the people of Yuma are going to be happy with anything that slows down what's happening at our southern border. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And so what I believe what is going to happen will be this. The people that are detractors, the people that don't like this idea at all for the multitude of reasons, whether it's because they're an open borders person or they're someone that doesn't like the Ducey administration, when people are able to circumvent this in either way, climb over it, climb under it, go through it, whatever it is, if they are able to do that, you will see pictures of that. See, three people got through and, and that's that's the politics of this. I'm anxious to see how it works. I'm anxious to see what the results of this are. If it does put a dent in what is what we all would say is something that needs to be handled. So I'm anxious. Um, you'll have more about this as the show, as the day goes on, as more details come out about this executive order issued by uh, our governor. What we're going to do before we leave is I promised you that before the hour was up, you are going to hear from a representative from Michigan who is very proud of the work they did on the Inflation Reduction Act. But what she brags about has nothing to do with inflation. All that's coming up in just a couple of moments. Hey, final time this week, I want to invite you to join Broomhead's Action Alliance and help us make a difference in our community. We set up community service projects. You can come to any of them you want, all of them if you'd like. You pick and choose. We'll just notify you when they're happening. It's the Action Alliance. Just text ACTION to 411923. That's ACTION to 411923. We'll even sell, send you a free T-shirt while supplies last. Um, I want you to hear... The support for the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. This is Representative Debbie Dingell from Michigan. I just like saying the name. Debbie Dingell from uh, Michigan. She was bragging about working and the hard work she did on this bill. And I want you to hear how proud she is. <laughs>
1: It's a transformational piece of legislation. It's a tremendous step in the fight. It represents the single largest investment in clean energy, environmental justice, and climate action in the history of this country. Yeah. It is. Yes. I'm really super proud of the work I did on it. They-
0: Let me pause that there for a moment. So it's the Inflation Reduction Act. They're not even hiding the fact that it's not going to do anything for inflation. And here's my, the, my biggest issue with this. The hypocrisy out of the federal government, and this is for everyone, everyone, both political parties, we've got a decision to make in November. Do you realize that we can, if we wanted to, every two years, start over in the House of Representatives? Wipe them all out. Start over if we wanted to. There is so much discussion now about independent voters, and I, I, I don't mean any disrespect to independent voters. And I think we should be talking to independent voters. Both sides of the aisle better be fighting for those independent votes. But I think what we need to be doing, if it were me, if I were running a campaign or if I were running for office, God help you all if that ever happens. But if I were running for office, I would be talking to non-voters. I would take the chance. It would be my pathway to victory or defeat. But I would speak to non-voters. I would say to people, are you registered to vote? And if they say no, that's who I'd talk to. It's done the opposite way for survival purposes. What members of Congress do or any elected office, they know if you don't vote, it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you don't matter, but it doesn't matter what you think of them. If you're not a voter, who cares? You don't have a say in it anyway. You can hate me if you want to. You could love me if you want to. But if you don't vote, it doesn't matter. You're not going to hurt me or help me anyway. I'm going to go talk to someone who's actually going to go and vote. I would do the opposite. The reason why the same politicians continue to get reelected to the same offices, even though as the body they are immensely unpopular, is because the same group of people continue to vote for them. That is the key. Period. End of story. Everyone out there that's listening to this show, you are concerned about issues. This is a news show. We talk about the topics of the day that people are paying attention to. Do you agree with Ducey's new executive order on how they're going to fill in the gaps in the border wall in Yuma or don't you? That's a big issue. Do you think that President Trump was was, uh, hiding classified documents where he wasn't supposed to have them? That's a big issue. This Inflation Reduction Act, it's a big issue. But if you don't vote, you're a opinion doesn't really matter it does to me because i want you to listen to the show it's like if you're not a listener to the show all of the people on social media i battle with once in a while i mean it in good fun but if you don't listen to the show it doesn't matter to me anyway so that's why i go out and i speak to people that don't listen to the show hey give us a try we need you to come and listen to the show we invite you to check us out let us know how we're doing if you're listening if you don't listen and you're never going to listen, okay. But if we don't engage with the people that have strong opinions and a vested interest, your kids go to school, your grandkids go to school, but if you're not a part of voting, we could turn over the entire United States House of Representatives every two years. And every two years, a third of the United States Senate. And every four years, the White House. Then if that brand new group of voters – The ones that don't vote because they think they're all crooks or that their vote isn't going to matter. If you engaged, it would matter. They're not even – this group of people in the federal government right now, they have been screaming at private industry and telling private industry – That they need to change their ways and reduce their prices and help the American people. It's their patriotic duty. Then they put together a bill with billions of dollars in brand new spending, almost a trillion dollars in new spending, that they say they're only going to tax the rich. Well, who cares who you're taxing? Why are you taxing the American people even more at a time when people are hurting? Private industry should lower their prices. Nobody making less than $400,000 a year is going to pay more money in taxes. Well, they're raising the rates at the Postal Service just for the holidays. When you're going to ship... Good to, I don't, I'll be honest, this is an embarrassing to say, thing to say maybe on some level. I don't even know what a stamp costs anymore. Is it 60 cents? I don't know. I haven't mailed a letter. I email everything. If I have to ship something, I'll take it to the post office or FedEx or UPS and I'll ship it and it gets weighed and they send it. But I don't know what a postage stamp costs. But the post office is going to raise the shipping costs on all Americans, not just rich Americans, on everybody. And I really hope that when you hear people talk about this, this was an inflation reduction act. What did they brag about? Climate change and the investment in climate change. At least tell us the truth from the beginning. Don't tell us it's about inflation when it's not. Just about out of time, if you're a social media user, here's how you can keep in touch throughout the weekend. At Broomhead, K-T-A-R is my personal Twitter account. That is me that comments there, if you get me. Or Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram. Would love to keep in touch. We'll be back Monday morning just after 8 a.m. Until then, God bless.